When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for Crack the Customer Code, your audio guidebook for creating incredible customer journeys. Adam, you know what's very unique about being a customer experience leader in an organization? Um, you have the newest job title of all. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> in some cases, yes, that's right. Feels very like true. a trick question. <laughs> yeah, there are so many challenges, right? But one of the things that we're seeing is that customer experience leaders have to constantly educate, communicate, socialize, build coalitions, get buy-in. It's like the job of of getting other leaders involved is almost a full-time job of the CX leader because otherwise we can't do this alone. It's a team sport. We, we need other people, but some of them have not necessarily even heard of customer experience right. <laughs> before we knock on their door and say, hey, leader, we need you. Or don't know what it really means, right? You know, I mean, right. I've, I've had that with clients where it's just uh, they need the budget or they need, mm-hmm. you know, the buy-in. But it's like, okay, yeah, I get customer service. I get we need to be nice to our customers, but they don't understand. Oh, there's a science and art to it, right? There, right. There's a whole process uh, that you go through, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I, what's interesting to me, especially having like the training side of my business, is I'll get these calls once in a while, and I'll be talking like, you know, what what are you looking to do? What are your objectives? And like, mm-hmm. to, to be honest, my boss said, just find someone to fix our customer service, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and I think I think you get that level of disconnect mm-hmm. from the idea of experience and. And if you're an internal person, as we're talking about a lot in this episode, there's just such an uphill struggle Mm -hmm. to connect the dots. Yep. Well, and connect the dots in a way that gets other people invested enough and energized enough where they internalize what we're really trying to do and actually want to be along for that, right? They want to put in the effort and they want to get their teams involved and everything else. So... Today is is a great conversation because we talked with somebody who has been a leader in several different capacities, has built these coalitions, has built this cross-functional support in a couple of different ways. And so we talk about different strategies around building those coalitions, getting people involved. And I think every CX leader should listen to this and get a lot out of it, in my opinion. Absolutely. So let me tell you about our guest today, Marlange Saimar is a talented, results-driven customer experience professional and skilled marketing professional with a comprehensive background in strategic planning management and leadership. She collaborates with stakeholders and leads a core team to identify high-impact experiences that solve customer problems and helps them achieve their goals. Marlange drives programs that engage, energize, and enable employees across the organization to think about customers as the central focus of the business. Currently, Marlange is Director of Customer Experience at Prime Therapeutics. Welcome, Marlange. I'm so excited you're here with us on Crack the Customer Code. This has been a long time coming, so welcome. Thank you. Uh, So great to have you, Marlange. And you've built various CX teams at different organizations. 
And one truth that all three of us know about CX, it is a team sport, <laughs> all right? And you know, we, we all know it's critical to build cross-functional support, build coalitions with leaders, and finding the right people to get the right things done. So tell us a little bit about how you've been successful in building these coalitions in the past. Um, I would say, first of all, everyone's heard this. You have to have the leadership buy-in. Mm-hmm. Um, having the leadership buy-in from the top, it rolls down and everyone, at least when you come to them with customer experience, they understand what you're talking about or have heard <laughs> something about it. Um, and and will at least give you uh, some time uh, in their day to, to listen. But uh, I, I would say, you know, building those coalitions, uh, you have to work, you can't keep it at the top, right? You, you get that buy-in at the top, but you have to work with everyone at all levels and bring them along on that customer story so that they understand what you understand at mm-hmm. least as applicable to their work. I love that. I love that. And I'm wondering like what what's a good example of that? How do you how do you get them to understand those customer stories in a way that's meaningful to them? It's pretty much becoming the customer town crier, right? <laughs> like <laughs> all about telling exactly all the time. As soon as we learn something new, uh, you know, share that with the organization, different parts of the organization. They don't mm-hmm. have to ask for it. Just seek seek them out and share. We have new information we can share with you that might be useful in your decision making, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but first, one of the things that we need to make sure we do is to know and understand that customer ourselves, not just the data, right? But mm-hmm. the the things that can create these natural organic conversations in meetings when you're talking about anything and being able to bring that customer understanding and perspective into the conversation Mm -hmm. critical um so you always storytelling and and taking the seat as the customer in the room, right? We're all virtual now. Uh, But as we're like- In the Zoom box. In the Zoom box. (laughs) (laughs) Take your slot, that square picture. You are the customer. Mm -hmm. Um, And always be there to represent them because otherwise people speak around customers, Mm -hmm. but they're they're not necessarily hearing their voice firsthand and customer experience professionals can be that voice in the room, right? Yeah. In the Zoom meeting mm-hmm. and actually share the understanding of every every conversation from a customer perspective. Here's what it looks like or here's how this might be perceived or here's the impact it might have on the customer experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be able to do those things, that's kind of how you bring people along, right? Yep. To yep. to be to want to do the right thing for the customer. If you arm them with the right information, they're ready. I I like that too because sometimes what I say is customer experience gets reduced into number narrations, where people are just talking about numbers and forgetting that the numbers represent 
actual people yes. <laughs> who have real needs and voices and everything else. And, you know, I, I'm sure some of our listeners are hearing this right now and thinking, yes, I want to be the town crier. I want to be that person who leads this change in our organization and, you know, really builds these coalitions throughout the organization. But I don't even know where to start. And so I think there are change agents among Every organization, even if they don't have customer experience in their title, there are people who really care about this and want to do something. So what advice do you have for those folks who just want to get started? Yeah, um, I can use some examples of how I got started yeah, um, perfect. in some of that. So the um, I've set up these coalitions at different levels of in the hierarchy of, of uh, organizations. So at the senior leadership level, having a cross-functional team of leaders to be able to make decisions and and empower others in their teams to work on customer experience initiatives mm-hmm. super effective so it's it's just asking right bringing bringing the the case for customer experience forward and compelling them not only from a customer perspective but also showing the value that it brings to their work, mm-hmm. right? To address customer experience, um, wants, needs, and initiatives. Uh, I usually, I brought this uh, forward with a roadmap. So in understanding all of the, all of the improvements that were needed uh, for the customer experience to be at a level that we all felt proud about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, created a roadmap and brought that to the executive team and asked for a uh, customer experience committee at the senior uh, level for them to one understand what's needed to make decisions about what we can prioritize what we what we can work on right away mm-hmm. um, what gets funded um, who gets who needs to work together in these different from these different leaders uh, organizations to actually make make that happen mm-hmm. right execute on on the roadmap initiatives and yeah. then also took it a, another level because you know employees can get a lot of satisfaction in their own work when they know that they're working towards something that makes things better for the customer, right? Yes. And so kind of rallying the troops and get that energy. Um, I I propose to that senior leadership uh, committee that we have uh, folks at the manager lead, you know, maybe director level mm-hmm. that are the real worker bees hands-on to empower them to make improvements of, around things that they see at their level. And so ask each of the leaders to then um, select from nominations. So we did a big nomination. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But we we asked them to select uh, a customer experience ambassador Mm -hmm. that was nominated that belongs in their functional area so that they become an ambassador for the next year to year and a half. And that ambassador is the one who drives the work at that Mm -hmm. level. And so the way that we then created the coalition at the customer ambassador level 
was we we made an announcement we created a lot of excitement we dropped off ballots at you know, each person desk virtually would have to do that differently, right? But we <laughs> we we dropped off ballots uh, at everyone's desk with like a candy, you know, like a Halloween size candy. Candy Just, always helps, uh, right? <laughs> exactly. You can never go wrong with candy. Vote, you know, vote for your the person that you think is a a great customer advocate and mm-hmm. could be could represent your functional area as a customer experience ambassador. And we, we explained what that role might entail. Um, and, and people could self-elect as well. And so we ran this for like two weeks, lots of submissions. We submit to each functional leader the nominations for their area and they made the final selection who the ambassador was going to be. I like that part, too, because you're getting the leadership involved in a really exactly. tangible, hands-on way. Get that buy-in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah and that, you know, that's, that's sort of uh, a theme that ran, ran through your whole answer was this idea of getting the buy-in and getting the leadership involved. So I want to ask you, you know, as you're trying to do this, at two levels, I want to see where are the pitfalls, where are the challenges, what are the lessons you've learned both, um, you know, at that committee level, buying in the leadership, getting the leadership to buy in and uh, allocate funds and prioritize, and then also at the executional level, um, where, what challenges, you know, should people look out for and how do you overcome yep. them? Changing priorities uh, were big factors. Organizational changes can really negatively impact those efforts. Um, in that, you know, with organizational changes, it creates a, a natural mm-hmm. amount of stress, right, to the organization. Yes. And people are trying to figure out, okay, what's my new role? Is it changed since I have new leadership? Are we changing our focus, uh, our priorities? And so when that happens, um, either a new initiative uh, for the organization shifts people's focuses to that uh, initiative or an organizational change that shifts people around in priorities and leadership. Um, Things get fuzzy. And because customer experience um, seems to be looked at as bonus, Right. <laughs> it's like, right. oh, it's so right. nice to have. It's so isn't nice it? to it's have so nice. versus yeah. must have, which really right. they must have. Yes. But um, because that's the perception of uh, people who are not necessarily big advocates, right, or understand mm-hmm. really well the customer experience, um, those shifts uh, can cause, you know, you run into challenges of time commitment and mm-hmm. completion of tasks and follow-ups. So whenever there's a there's a change, we try to address that up front. Uh, we try mm-hmm. to reach out to the new leadership it's, if it's an org change to um, kind of reintroduce, right? Introduce the program tell them the contributions that this customer ambassador has been working towards or has already delivered just to get, again, buy-in, right? Mm-hmm. Get that mm-hmm. support for the work to continue. 
It doesn't always work. It hasn't always worked. At times we've gotten the, nope, this is what we have to focus and focus on. We can't have this person doing this anymore because we need them to spend a lot of time here. Mm -hmm. So that does mm -hmm. happen. Well, and I think the, you know, the whole conversation about nice to have versus must have and everything, yeah. the, what I see a lot, and I'm, I'm curious if you've seen this as one of the challenges is, you know, leaders will read a book or listen to a podcast <laughs> like this and they come in and they say, hey, guess what, everybody? We are customer centric now. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> and <laughs> they say to somebody, hey, you, you're, you're in charge of customer experience and they literally give it no like oxygen they give it no funding they give it no resources um there isn't even a definition of what success looks like so they in a year they kind of go oh i don't know if that worked did it work is customer experience a thing right. are we doing that here so i'm just curious like what are some of the ways that you present this in a way that gets that that level buy-in with funding and with resources i love the roadmap idea i think that's really powerful is there anything else that you've done that can really help leaders who are listening right now understand what they are empowered to do to get folks to pay attention to this in the right way. Yeah, um, one of the most effective ways that I've found is making the connection for uh, functional leaders between the successes, you know, operational successes, mm -hmm. efficiencies, cost savings, right? and the success of CX, the success mm -hmm. of the customer getting what they need um, and tying those together. We've, we did some blueprinting um, to show the organization how they deliver value to the customer at different stages of the customer's journey and so by doing that, we also created um, leading and lacking, lagging uh, KPIs and mm -hmm. established baseline metrics so that we can show them, here's how you measure success in this space. Because everyone has the customer in mind, right? Everyone wants to do a good job and everyone mm -hmm. is, is doing work that they believe is of value to the customer. But are we measuring it? the way that the customer measures it. That makes mm -hmm. all the difference in the world, right? And so yeah. we've been able to show for operational metrics, here's what you're measuring today. And it is right that you are measuring success of this particular area as the value proposition to the customer. However, mm -hmm. here's the way the customer measures it, the lagging KPI. And these two have a gap. We need That's to really understand powerful. why there's a gap, right? What are we missing? Mm -hmm. Of these things that we're measuring, do we need to tweak what we're measuring, mm -hmm. how we're measuring it, right? So we've been working through that um, quite a bit recently. Uh, at the end of the day, if we if what we're doing is just doing something for the customer, but it's not delivering actual value, we're missing the mark. Yep. Yep. And do you, uh, yeah, that's a, that's really powerful as Jeannie said. And uh, do you find that that is motivating uh, being able to give that clarity? Uh, does that get them excited uh, to know, okay, here is the gap. So now we know specifically what we need to do, do to address. Yeah, that I gap. see the light bulbs. 
and it <laughs> it's great. I do see the light bulbs, and I and I get, oh my gosh, we need to work mm -hmm. on this, right? That's that's the reaction, which is awesome, which is exactly mm -hmm. what we need, right? So that's and and partnering and being able to continue that work and show and discover together, right, what the mm -hmm. root cause of that gap is and making sure that when we go to fill the gap, that it is in fact filling the gap for the customer. Mm. Love that. I love, yeah, I love that too. Uh, you know, it's good. It's so important to make sure that the team is excited, right, about what they're doing, about um, making the changes. Well, Marlange, this has been absolutely fascinating. Uh, you just have such a wealth of experience. And speaking of being excited, one of the things that we've been doing this season is asking each of our guests a final question. Every guest gets, gets this question, and it is this. When you think about the future of customer experience, what is the one thing you are most excited about? <laughs> I know. It's not a small question, is it? <laughs> uh, exactly. I would say I'm most excited about the positive impact it's going to have on people's lives overall. I, I think it's underestimated, Ooh, right? Mm -hmm. How much of a positive impact customer experience can have on people's lives. Mm -hmm. Wow, you are, you are singing the Alleluia Choir <laughs> right now. <laughs> because I, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like if you're really in this work, you're having an impact on individual people. And there's, it's so powerful. It's so powerful to make the world a better place. So I love that. So it really, it truly is. When you think of how much time everyone spends in commerce mm -hmm. of some form, mm -hmm. right? It, it really does matter. So that, that is a fantastic answer. Yep. Yep. Well, this has been so fun. And I'm so grateful that you were able to share all this with our listeners and with us. So if our listeners are hearing this and want to reach out to you or learn more about you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, I can be found on LinkedIn. Uh, that's probably Excellent. the best way to contact me. Okay, great. And we will, of course, have that link in our show notes as well. So Marlange, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for sharing and keep doing what you're doing because it's making the world a better place. Thank you. And thank you for having me today. Of uh, thank you, Marlange. You know, I think we cannot overstate how challenging being a CX leader is when you're constantly looking for that support. And even though it's challenging, you hear somebody like Marlange talk about it and it becomes kind of energizing unto itself, right? Like you could hear when she was talking about when she sees those light bulbs, on, you know, like things like that are so powerful. And so I hope that those of the listeners that are out there right now struggling with some of this, that you got energized from this conversation to go out and continue to build those coalitions, to get those leaders involved, to keep educating. Because once you see those light bulbs like she talked about, or once you start getting those leaders to invest in that roadmap, that vision that you have, it can be so exciting and energizing. So on those days that you're struggling, think about that outcome. Think about when you see those people get involved. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, the, you know, sometimes you feel like you're in the slog, right? This mm -hmm. uh, slog of uh, politics and uh, convincing and trying to get, get everything built. But you can see from our discussion with Marlange how absolutely you know, empowering it can be as you start making progress, mm -hmm. as you start seeing results. And, you know, when you start getting everyone to buy into this idea of being customer centric and, you know, working as a team together, mm -hmm. 
uh, to achieve these goals, it can truly be empowering. Yeah, for sure. And people feel good about it. We talked about that too. You can get people to feel better about the role they play, which is which is a huge win as well. So I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope everybody out there did it as well. And as always, you know what isn't a struggle for us? What, Jeannie? <laughs> it's appreciating our listeners because they make it so easy. We are so appreciative of all of our listeners, the audience that reaches out to us that has been with us throughout this season and all the seasons before and after. Thank you so much for being here and listening to Crack the Customer Code. Crack the Customer Code is a proud member of C-Suite Radio, so be sure to check out all the business content at csuiteradio.com and csuitetv.com. We appreciate you spending your valuable time with us. I'm Jeannie Walters. Please find me at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam DePork, and you can connect with me at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.